Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. Our purpose is to show you that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're glad you joined us here for the conversation as we're challenged from the book of 1 Samuel to let God lead. Now let's hear what Kurt has to say. Welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6b. Have you ever seen that in notation when people are notating verses? If they're just talking about the second half of a verse, they'll, they'll call it B. If they're talking about the first half of the verse, they'll say A. So we're in 1 Samuel 30, uh, verse 6b. We talked about David and his men um, coming back to Ziklag and finding it utterly destroyed. Their families were taken captive. Everyone's weeping and crying. And then to add insult to injury, David's men want to kill him. What do you do when you're at that kind of a bottom? What do you do when not only the situations of life have gotten as low as they can, but then the people that should be your primary resource of help in that situation when they kind of Judas and Benedict Arnold you too? I mean, what do you do? And I find a great template here in 1 Samuel 30 as to what David did. Watch verse number six again. So David was distressed. The people spake of stoning him. They were all grieved, but David encouraged himself in the Lord is God. David encouraged himself in the Lord is God. Just a pithy little contrasting clause here, but wow, what powerful truth. It sure is, Pastor. And you talked about this being one of your favorite parts here of 1 Samuel. And this has been, this phrase right here, God has used in my heart countless times throughout my life. I agree with you. This has got to be one of my favorite parts of all of 1 Samuel. And one of my more favorite phrases, even throughout the Old Testament, how that David encouraged himself, the Lord his God. There is a lot packed into that statement. And what a great swing of events from the first part of verse 6 to what we find now. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So in essence, David preached to himself. Sometimes in life, you face situations where refuge fails you. No man cares for your soul. Uh, There's nobody to come alongside. And yet, what do we know the Bible teaches? Uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. I wonder if that was one of the verses that David preached to himself. He wrote it. He understood it. He experienced it when he was a boy in the sheep coat. He experienced it when he's all by himself in the Valley of Elah fighting Goliath. So here he is alone again. And yet what has David learned? He's learned that the God of the lion, the God of the bear, the God of Goliath, the God of every other situation of aloneness in his life is his God in this situation as well. And one thing I love about the Psalms is we often find the psalmist and David writes many Psalms as we know. The psalmist does show us just his heart oftentimes, how that his soul is cast down, but how that he does encourage himself in God. We find the psalmist time and time again in situations as he writes that just show the turmoil of his soul. And yet in those psalms, the hope that comes because he trusts in God. And David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, again, I don't know what all he quoted himself, but the psalms are full of ideas that that really ring true to this thought right here, that David knew where to go when his heart was cast down. And that is one of the great differences between Saul and David. When they were in difficult days, how Saul and David handled despair 
greatly varied. And David is a great example to us about when hard times do come, we can find hope in Christ. That's a really good point. As David is experiencing this, this loss, Saul and Jonathan are meeting their death at this moment. Um, I find it interesting the Bible says that David encouraged himself in God so that the, the source of his encouragement was God. He was encouraged by the character of God. Hey, my situations have changed, but God never changes. Uh, things seem like they're out of control, but my God's not out of control. It seems as if God's purposes have been sidetracked, but God's purposes are never sidetracked. It seems as if my people don't love me anymore, but God's love never fails. His loyal love is the same. So there's an encouragement in the sameness and the predictability, the character of God. But then secondly, not only is he encouraging himself in the Lord in the Lord God, but I love the, the middle word, in the Lord his God. So David is encouraged by the relationship that already exists. Trials are not a good time to begin a relationship with God. They're a great time for our relationship with God to be revealed. That's a great point, a great observation, how that David here is an example to us, that if we're walking with God day by day, when the hard times do come, you know, we're already, right, we're already walking with God. And now we can go to God, the Lord our God, and find encouragement in who God is, what God has done, and what we know about God. And you're right, Pastor, I've, I've, ta- I've known many people who in the times of trials try to, oh, I'm going to run to God and pray now and get right with God. But I have found so many people who are not walking with God. When trials come, they run to God. They act like they want to get right with God. But then when the hard times go away, they really don't have a relationship with God anymore. Uh, Much like Saul, up and down like a yo-yo, no constancy in following Jesus Christ. That's a really, really uh, good observation. Look at verse number 7. Because the Bible, I think, expands upon some ways by which David sought that encouragement from God. Verse 7, David said to Abiathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son. Remember, he was the only priest that escaped that slaughter of Doag. So David said to Abiathar, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, God did, pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. So I think as David encouraged himself in God, one of the primary ways by which he encouraged himself was the fact that God has answers. And where it seems as if this situation is without an answer, there's no hope, David saw hey, I serve a God of hope. I serve a God of direction. I serve a God of power who knows what to do and how to do. So he gets the ephod from Abiathar. This was just a way by which the Urim and the Thummim, we're not going to take time to explain all that right now. The point here is that David is seeking an answer from God. And David has not lost his faith in God, and he's not lost his faith in God's direction and power to get the job done. You know, that is a great reminder to us when we go through difficult times to not just get down in despair and discouragement and despondency and just kind of wallow in the misery that we're in. And sadly, people can do that sometimes. You've seen it, Pastor. I've seen it where people, hard times come. And rather than being proactive and going to God and seeking God's face, they kind of just, you know, they get despondent, discouraged, and they really just kind 
kind of are stuck in their anxieties and they're really not, they just kind of, they're just kind of living there rather than trying to find the solution in God and move forward in life. The Word of God has answers. And the Word of God is practical. It's applicable. And just as surely as David had a resource, uh, we have a resource. And in many respects, John, we have a better resource in that we have the complete canon of God's Word. And as the situations of life come down upon us as unexpectedly as they did for David, as people in our lives turn from us as surely as they did for David, we have a sure word, just as David did. And we have a God that wants to give us an answer. And don't you find it ironic that the greatest verse in the Bible about seeking and receiving wisdom is a verse that God gives us as a promise in the middle of trials. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it should be given him. And that verse, James 1.5, is smack dab in the middle of letting the trial in your life do her work. And David here is going through a trial and he's asking for God's direction, wisdom, discernment on the situation. As I think about trials that come into the believer's lives, undoubtedly sometimes our trials are a result because of sin that we've done. Uh, But whether it's because of sin or not because of sin, all the trials God allows into our lives, he wants them to conform us more to the image of Christ. And even when God chastises us, it's so that we can be more conformed to Christ and get back where we need to be. But what Satan wants to do is tempt us to think that we're all alone. God doesn't love us anymore. And he wants us to kind of wallow in where we're at. But we need to remember that we have a good God. All that comes from the hand of God into our life is for a reason. We can trust him. We can follow him. David knew that. He gives us an example that we can know that. And as you mentioned, we're better off than David in that we Christ has now come. We have the full gospel that we know. We have the entire word of God. There is no reason why we cannot live by the word of God. God has given us all that we need to live unto life and godliness. I've preached this passage on several occasions And I'm always careful to point out at this point in the passage that David has been away from God and away from any real dependence upon God for one year and four months. It's a long time. It's been 16 months since David has inquired of God, sought direction from God. David really has done his own thing. He's made his own choices. He has done logical things. He has done manipulative things. And what has David's reliance upon David brought? Confusion. It's brought heartache. And now David is asking for directions again. You know, real men don't ask for directions. And sometimes we get ourselves into a compounded mess when in our pride, when we're woefully lost, we don't ask for directions. And David is doing the humble thing here. God, what should I do? And what's interesting to me, John, is what David asks of God seems to be obvious. Should I go rescue my family? I mean, what kind of question is that? That should be an obvious thing, of course. But you know, David has learned this lesson. Just because something is logically obvious doesn't mean that God wants us to do it. So you better check with God about the things that don't make sense and the things that to you do make sense. So David is back at a place of faith and reliance upon God. 
that's a good place to be. It's a great place to be. And I think of David, how that he not only had to get himself right where he needed to be, but he also has to encourage his men. And that's something I think about when I think about chapter 30 and verse 6, how that David encouraged himself, but he has several hundred men talking about stoning him. And David has to not only himself get where he needs to be, but he needs to encourage them in the Lord as well so they can move forward. David asked the question of God, should I go? And God gave him an answer laden with a promise. That's just how our God works. Should I go or not? God says, no, you should go. And by the way, you're going to win. And by the way, I'm going to tell you up front that everything you've lost, the stuff, your family, all of it, you're going to recover everything. So when the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord, that's more than just kind of having a self cheerleader party. Like, Shishkun ba, you know, give me a G, give me a O, give me a D. He's my God. This is not David just cheering. This is David putting his real faith and his real trust in a real God and God giving real promises and a real glimpse of his character to give David a real change of emotion and of position. And we're going to find that, how that all plays out as the passage plays out. So, Don't know what you're going through today. Don't know what's gotten you down, but I know that we serve a God who delights in encouraging us as we focus upon Him in new and fresh ways. Hope that helps. Hope you have a great day today. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If everyday truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.